Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. First of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been, you know, engaging with all the stories on Instagram and sending in their DMs and writing in with AMAs. I feel like this community is so strong right now and it absolutely warms my heart and makes me feel so happy and so proud of, you know, just everything that we're all doing together here with Seeing Other People. Like, I don't look at this as like my show. I look at this as our show, you know, like I want to make the best episodes and make the best content for you all. But at the same time, like I can't do that without your participation and your help. And so like, I really feel like this is such a team effort and such a community. And I'm just so grateful that you're all willing to be so open and vulnerable and, you know, send in your questions, share what's going on, because that helps me so much more than you know. And, you know, it makes me feel like I have a purpose and it makes me feel like what I'm doing is really helping and there is no greater feeling in the world than that. Um, that being said, I am so excited about today's episode. I've been waiting to record this one for a few months and I am literally obsessed with our guests today, Maya and Hunter. If you haven't heard of them, you probably have actually seen their content on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or other channels, but they are a couple. They're married. Um, they're 24 years old. They live in Southern California. And they are not just like an ordinary Instagram couple. They're not hashtag relationship goals. They're not hashtag couples goals. They are, you know, they did this really unique thing where they started showing Hunter being a stay at home husband. And in doing that, they've been breaking down gender norms, they've been redefining what equality in relationships, partnerships, marriages looks like. And I not only have I learned so much from them about, you know, just the way relationships can be and how it doesn't have to be the way our parents did it and, and their parents did it. It can be whatever you and your partner want it to be. Um, their content is actually also just very useful in terms of like household chores and like doing laundry and cleaning things that you didn't know should be cleaned regularly. And um it always makes me laugh. They're so funny. They're so real. And they show that, you know, a partnership can only work if you're partners, if you're doing things for each other for the greater good of your relationship. And I just absolutely adore them. I love their content so much. And I found out about it from Jake. <laughs> Literally, Jake started sending me their videos every day being like, Oh my god, like I want to be a stay at home husband. But also like, look how great these videos are. Like, look how funny they are. Look how like practical, but different this is. And I really think it's something that we all could benefit from learning from and from seeing and being exposed to because I know there's so much pressure from society and from social media and just the world that we grew up in the world around us to be a certain way in a relationship to play a certain role, you know, like the guy has to be the breadwinner and the girl has to be the stay at home wife, the stay at home, whatever, making their the sandwich for the guy before he goes to work at his finance job where he's like, you know, bringing home the bacon and dinners served and ready at the end of the day that she prepared all day. Like, no, that's just not how it has to be. And if that is what you want, and if that is what you do in your partnership, great, that's great if that works for you. And if that's what you both decided on, and you both feel good about, but there are so many more options. And there are so many more ways to do partnerships and to do relationships. And I think it is so important that we learn about those ways and that we're exposed to them and that we normalize them. And there are not many accounts out there doing this. There are not many people doing this. And that is one of the reasons why I love Maya and Hunter and, and what they're setting out to do. So I am so excited and so honored to have them here. Let's get right into it. If you are anything like me and you are going on a date, you're probably like nervous, but also excited, but just like really want to have a good time, don't want to screw anything up. And you get like the pre-date jitters. Um, for me, there were two things that I would do to help with those pre-date jitters. I would always call a friend for a little pump up speech. And I would also take a happy gummy from Mindset Wellness CBD before my date. It would help me stay in the right mood, being excited, being present, but it would also take away that layer of nerves that was going to stop me from being my best self on the date. I love the happy gummies. They are incredible. They taste great. They don't make you feel high or anything like that. They just make you feel like the best version of yourself. So try them today. Definitely recommend trying them before a date. MindsetWellnessCBD.com. Use code seeing other people at checkout that will get you 20% off and free shipping. 
All right, we are here. I am so excited to welcome Maya and Hunter to Seeing Other People. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having us. Of course. I I mean, thank you guys for coming on. This is something, and you guys, I told Maya and Hunter this offline, but Jake is literally like their biggest fan and he's very <laughs> upset that he's not here for this recording right now i think of all the guests i've had this is the one that's like hurting him the most to be missing um but you guys are so awesome and i am so excited to have you here there's so much i want to talk about but i would love to first hear a little background on you know where you guys are in your lives right now and how you ended up getting into the content getting into the stay-at-home husband concept yeah. Yes. Well, first of all, Jake, um, when you listen to this later, inevitably, <laughs> uh, we would love to come back on the show yeah. uh, and 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 hang out and talk with you. We were telling offline, like you said, about how you know our audience can be very female driven. So when we hear that the boyfriends and the husbands and the guys yeah. are into our stuff and and what we do, it's always yeah. awesome to hear. So Automatic approval. Shout out to Jake. Uh, <laughs> love, that. love it. Talk about how we got started. Yeah. Sure. So. Um, I mean, basically, it's been kind of like a big year for us because, you know, we got married exactly a year ago, pretty much last July. Um, so, you know, it's been we kind of just got married, moved right after the honeymoon. So we were in a new space and everything. And we'd been quarantining together for all of COVID. So, you know, we kind of we lived together, but we lived with my mom before. So we weren't new to living together in the same space, um, just new to it being, you know, just the two of us. So Hunter has always kind of been someone who cleans and organizes. He's just a very cleanly man. Um, it's funny when we first started dating, yeah. the, the way I knew that he was kind of into me was we were in a class together. I'm a little bit less organized. I tend to um, get a little scatterbrained, but then I freak out and I have to organize all of a sudden. He's like, no, we got to organize the whole way. So my binder was very messy. This is sophomore year of high school year, in yeah. English class. Oh in English class, seating chart, we got sat next to each other and my binder's a mess. I'm looking for the homework assignment frantically. And all of a sudden I can feel someone staring at me and he's just like, just like looking at me in panic. And I was like, no, not panic, utter it was, disapproval. It was, yeah, it was, utter disapproval. it was like, how are you living like this? And I was like, what? And he was like, just give it to me. So then he actually organized my whole binder throughout that class. And that was kind of the beginning of what set the tone, I think. And I didn't even know I was flirting, but I was flirting. And yeah. I didn't even know what that was. And so that, yeah, like I said, that set the tone for the kind of dynamic we have and yeah. just my, my nitpickiness and, and cleanliness and, and then into what started uh, content creating. Yeah. So basically, you know, that was us the whole time. He's always been the cleaner one, the one who focuses on it. Um, so then when we decided to get married, we knew our plan was Hunter is in law school currently and was in law school before we were married. Um, he's going to enter his last year this next year. So basically, I started working right out of college. So we knew, you know, for a while, it's going to be me kind of supporting us and supporting him while he's in school and everything. And I feel like there's a lot of people who might, while they're in school, you know, being in school is a big responsibility and everything, you know, you'd understand if they wouldn't want to help as much around the house, but he kind of always made it his mission to be like, no, you're taking the financial burden off of me. I'm going to make it as easier for you as I can around the house. Like I'm going to keep everything clean. I'm going to do this, like anything I can do to help. Like that's what I want to do to make it so you don't have to worry about things yeah. after work. And, and you've always kind of done that anyway, but I feel like you kind of took it to another level of mm -hmm. like kind of taking care of me and everything, which was really cool. And I think kind of a different dynamic than we've seen a lot, definitely on social media. So August of last year, I kind of was seeing a lot of stay at home moms, stay at home daughters, all these people doing, you know, different vlogs like that. And I was like, there's kind of a lack of like male representation here. So I told him like, it might be cool if we filmed a video where it's you, you know, doing all the stuff and talking about your day and we did that and then the first one got like six million views and we were like oh yeah <laughs> wow did you have even like an audience before then or it just Barely. like just Barely. clicked it was i mean we had like i think like 60k yeah. very late we started you know? tiktok about um six or seven months prior and we had yeah. uh, we had accumulated a very 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 small following and then from then mm -hmm. on that was just yeah. uh, it was the uh it, the, the, it just went from there yeah Wow, that is so wild. And I, I love kind of the backstory and the details of like, this is how you always were, like starting yeah. with the binder. That's such a, yeah. like a rom-commy type of thing. I really <laughs> love that. Um, Maya, I'm curious, were you, like, how did you feel, were 
were there ever any hesitations? Obviously, like you guys have been together for so long and you love each other and you have such a supportive relationship, but we rarely hear of, you know, situations where the woman in the relationship is like, I'm going to take on the financial burden. Like I'm going to support us. Like, did yeah. you have any hesitations or did people like push back on that at all? So it's funny because my mom actually is the CEO of a company um, of our family business. So that was something that was modeled to me from a very young age was this isn't weird. You know, you can you can do this. This is something that shouldn't be strange to you. Um, so she did a really great job modeling that for me to where I didn't think it was weird. So it was kind of funny how I feel like when we started posting about it, that's when I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, I guess this is kind of strange. Like to other people, to yeah. other people. To yeah. Other people, I, mean, yeah. I, always, I knew culturally, you know, like it's obviously less common, but I kind of, and you know, we're in California, so it's always been a little bit more people are understanding of, you know, different lifestyles and stuff. But it was once it came to like the whole world yeah. kind of seeing it, you know, people from everywhere, that was when I realized like, oh, there's still a huge stigma around this and it's a problem kind yeah. of. So luckily for me, I was given that example of like, you can do this. So I don't think I really questioned it mm. or had any issue with it. Yeah. And I came in at such a young age, we started dating at 15 years old and I was around her family. So I was around the model that her mom set yeah. too. So it was not weird. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really interesting that you didn't realize that that wasn't really even like the norm until people told you that once the content was going viral, because it just goes to show it's like your relationship and your partnership can be what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And it's so frustrating how many outside voices are telling us like, no, it has to be this way. And society is saying like, no, you can't do it that way. It's like, no, like if you want to support somebody, if you want to like, if, if you're in the situation where you can and your partner is going and doing this other amazing thing and like, great, it doesn't matter the gender roles. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. a thousand percent. Yeah, that, that really reminds me of something that has been like, you know, this has been a, a relevant conversation on our platform since we started getting a following, but it, it's funny how it evolves in my mind and our mind as we talk yeah. about um, these issues because like the the way I process kind of like the cultural and then also reflecting on our relationship when we get these kinds of comments um, changes. And so um, as of recently, we've been getting a lot of comments that are like, oh, but like, you know, they, they see me doing all of this, um, like th these chores that we, that we, that we um, show on our videos and that's highlighting because it's the contrast, right? So it's the man doing chores or the man doing like nice things for his wife like that's the contrast. So that's what people see as different. And then they feel like that's relevant to talk about. So then they think, oh, well, what is she doing? And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, are you not understanding here that like, that's the in inherent problem here that you're saying how amazing I am for showing uh, a contrast, a contrasting, you know, male presence. And then in return, your, your thought is, well, what is the, what is she doing? Well, it's like one, right. she's financially supporting <laughs> our, our marriage and our soon to be family, maybe one day. And, and two, you don't really care what she does because if she were to show the exact same things that I'm doing, that would be the culturally accepted female role. And you wouldn't bat an eye because yeah. it's not different. And so it's right. this weird dichotomy of yeah. like, and also we've seen so many videos of women, you know, like I've seen, and they're great videos. They're awesome. Like of women packing lunches for their husband, like really creative, you know, cooking recipes, all these things. And people don't really comment well, what does he do for you? Yeah. You know, so it's kind of interesting how there's that, you know, because I'm a girl, it's, you know, so taboo to not mm -hmm. be doing something like that for you, even yeah. though I do do things like that. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And when she does, th those, views, <laughs> those videos get less views mm -hmm. because people, it's not that it's not great. It's not that she's not wonderful. It's that people are like, oh, a woman doing like nice things for her husband yeah. or doing chores Tell or doing whatever. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's weird that what you're doing is controversial. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which for the record, backing up for a second, I have to say your chores videos are phenomenal. I've learned so much about what to do around my apartment and like how to properly do laundry. And I'm like, all right, I live in New York City. I don't have space for three different laundry bins. But, you know, I aspire to one day be able to sort my laundry. Good catch. Love that you're mentioning you three loads. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sorry to interrupt you there. Love to love that you are re referencing one of our specific videos with the three laundry bins. But, um, you know, and I feel a little bit um, with those videos, uh, the ones that are kind of uh, have this tone of, of teaching or being helpful and like 
it's called the helpful husband tips. Uh, yeah. You know, people even come back on that. And it's like, oh, how patronizing. And it's like, you think that, and it's like, okay, I'm not trying to say that I know everything about cleaning a house or, yeah. or um, you know, I do my laundry the way that you should do your laundry, but it's the mere concept of just encouraging you see this video and I'm yeah. oh what can I do to make my partner's life easier and some people yeah. truly don't know how like that was something a lot of people would comment on our videos is like oh I grew up in a house where I didn't have to do that like you know I my mom never made the boys do chores you know things like yeah. that and it's like you kind of I mean you, you want to blame them a little bit but you can't you know it's like it's like hard it's, when you're you know it's not their fault they grew up in that environment so yeah, the tips are meant to just be helpful. Yeah, and and people are like, oh well, you know, so patronizing. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not trying to say that you're you're useless and you don't know anything about cleaning, yeah. but you know, if you do want to take this into account and yeah. adjust your the way you think day to day about how often you should do chores, then right. <laughs> that's what it's there for. But I'm not trying to and make guess, guess what? Feel. I'm sure their partner would be thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if totally. they were to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's so fascinating. Like, obviously, we're in such an interesting time in the world and in history where there have been so many changes and there has been yeah. so much that's like not taboo to do anymore. And, and we progress in so many ways. But then, you know, I still I have friends who are on such opposite sides of the spectrum of like, if a guy ever let the girl pay or even split the first date like they would never talk to them again and then I have other people who are like no like whatever I'm eating the food I may as well like offer to pay and if they accept it like fine that's fine I'm happy to be a part of paying for the meal that I'm eating mm -hmm. so it is so interesting like how we move forward in some ways and not others and how those are also like interchangeable depending on who it is and, and what the situation is yeah totally. totally yeah we got um another one of those kind of things that's stuck sticking out to me is, you know, on the topic of those helpful husband tips and, and it plays into just relationship dynamics in general is the word helpful. Someone said, um, does helpful imply that you are helping you being me, the guy helping, helping the girl with what is an implicitly her responsibility. And so I commented back and I, I said, thank you for like distinguishing this what what our message is, and this stands out for everything we do and what we believe in our relationship, is that there is not a rule book on what is my role as the man and what is her role as the woman. Rather, it is both of us approaching every situation, communicating, collaborating on what the lifestyle that we want to have together. And we are both giving not 50-50, but we are both giving 100% to be helpful yeah. and to achieve that lifestyle together. And, and anything other than that, where you're now, you're, you're right, taking notes on who's doing what you're, you're, you're printing out receipts as to who's paying for what it's like, yeah, none of that work. works. It is a hundred percent, a hundred percent effort as to what you decide to do. And is there, um, is there, uh, give and take in that? Absolutely. But you decide that together. I love that so much. And I totally agree that like a relationship is not 50, 50. It can't be because then you're expecting that you're only giving half and you're only getting half. And yeah, there are going to be some times where you have other things going on or uh, something like tragic happens and you can't, you know, yeah. do all yeah. the things you were doing before, but yeah. that's why, you know, like your partner's there giving you their all and they're yeah. going to fill in and they're going to support you and lift you up in those times. And you're going to do the same for them when they need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. That's like such a good point. And also it just shouldn't be like, what am I going to get in return if I do this for you? Like it's supposed exactly. to be, you know, like just you're doing it because you love them and you care about them and it's for the best for both of you, you know? And that goes into the decision to be partners with someone in the first place. You have to have a foundation of trust. So it's like you yeah. think about, oh, how much you willing to sacrifice for somebody and then thinking about it being like a one-way street. It's like if I'm sacrificing everything and they're not sacrificing anything. And then you get into kind of these toxic yeah. relationships. It's like, yeah. that's why people need to investigate and do their due diligence as to yeah. who their partner's going to be, who they choose yeah. to marry or be yeah. in a long-term living together, dating relationship. Yeah. It's like, we see Which so many- Which is easier said than done. Totally. But, and we yeah. were lucky. We were in incredibly lucky to meet each other yeah. at 15. I mean, that's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. But but you you have to build that trust with somebody to know, okay, say, so I'm going to sacrifice this for this person. And I know- um, that when the time comes, or I've seen based on experience together with this person, that they would do the same or do it when the opportunity arises for them. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. 
When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. I have to give a quick shout out to Anchor. If you don't know about Anchor, it's Spotify's podcast platform, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free, and you know I love free. Second of all, their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or computer. What could be easier than that? Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you want it played. You can also make money from your podcast, no matter how few downloads you get regularly. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hope you love today's episode. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something that I see people like not considering. And this is something that I've totally messed up on in the past where like I've wanted to be with somebody so badly where I will sacrifice everything. I will do anything. I will change myself for them. I will show up when like they say jump, I say how high, but they're not doing any of that back for me. And I've seen so many of my friends and so many listeners going through the same things. And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. What it should be is like, wow, me and this person work really well together and have this great partnership. And I feel like I can rely on them. And, you know, I don't feel like I have to change for them. You should never have to change for somebody. And of course there are going to be like things that are difficult and things you have to go through, but imagine actually going through something. If you're already in a place where you're not going through anything and they're not showing up for you. Yeah. That is so, that's, yeah. That's like the thing that I always feel so bad for with other people because I always think like, I don't know if I was in that position, I'm not sure what I would do because like I see how much I love Hunter and how much I care for Hunter. And if he weren't doing that, I don't know who's to say I wouldn't have been like, okay, yeah. Like I'll show up for you anytime, you know, like, cause it's, it's easy to be like, well, I love this person and they're there for me. And that's why I love them. But it's so much more complicated than that when you're in like the, you know, you're just like infatuated with a person. It's, and, I'm sure it's easy to get caught up in. And that goes into the the song and dance that is the beginning of a relationship that's yeah. so challenging yeah. that we, we try to hold back on our uh, input in that because it's like, okay, you guys met at 15. You guys were, yeah. you guys were basically <laughs> your first real relationship and it works out really well. I mean, we're only one year in a marriage, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm, we'll just I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a, totally a joke. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, and we try to refrain from giving as much input on that because even though I do think- It feels like belittling. It feels like bel- unfair kind right. of. It goes back know. to that patronizing thing. Is It's like, yeah. I, what do I, you will, know? I will not try it's and- It's like, in a way, I hate you for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love you guys, so I don't hate you and I'm yeah. happy for we you. Get it a lot. We, and we get it. Like Totally. <laughs> yeah. I would hate me too. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we do empathize with that, that it's so different. Yeah. But I do think, and I will say- no matter how little experience we have with that, communication is at the forefront of that. Yes, there is a song and dance to not show, you know, you don't go to the first date and tell them your deepest, darkest secret. Yeah. But you do advocate for yourself, communicate what your needs are yeah. in a healthy, gradual way to start out. And that d- develops. And if they're not capable of reciprocating in that, then that's sign number one. If they shame you for communicating your needs in like a totally reasonable way, then that person doesn't deserve, um, you know, your infatuation that can eventually, uh, you know, come from just being so head over heels for somebody. So we we spout communication as as just the main uh, quality in any relationship at any stage. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. But I also think the way you're explaining this kind of actually pushes back on 
a concept that I hear a lot that like, oh, like you can't go to your married friends for dating advice because they just don't get it. And hearing you say this, it's like, no, you do get it because you understand what a successful partnership looks like and what goes into that. And I completely agree with like, you know, peeling back your layers and expressing your needs like little by little. If somebody can't give you what you need, they are not your person. And there is somebody that is going to be able to give you all of that and more. And it's so worth like saying, okay, nice to meet you. No, thank you. Goodbye to the people who can't rather than like being like, oh, but like, I think I can change them. I think I can get them to care more. It's like, no, no. Yeah. That, and that's the hard thing. That's like, it's, you know, I think we actually, we have a little bit more experience, even though we haven't like experienced it to the forefront. We have, you know, my parents are divorced. You have a lot of divorce in your family. Like we see it a lot. We've seen a lot of failed relationships and we kind of didn't really have a I mean, we had a couple great examples, but there weren't that many great examples of relationships on the forefront of either of our lives. And so I think that kind of was almost a better example than like a really great one in some ways, Mm -hmm. because I think we learned like, this is what we don't want to do. You know, we've seen what doesn't work and what isn't gonna, you know, get us, you know, through the hard times. And I think that's something that, you know, when we are talking to like our friends who are dating or anything like that, like, it's easy for me to be like, okay, I don't, I don't get it on a personal level, but I get it on a, you know, like secondary level where I've seen it and that's been hard too. So I think that's something that's like affected us. Yeah. And, and with all that being said too, I think that, um, you know, when it comes to the, the dating, like dating in your twenties and just by, as you continue to do so, and you continue to have to advocate for yourself and you run into multiple no's, you say, and you're constantly saying, no, this isn't right for me. You get burned out. Yeah. I mean, you, I I can't imagine just how frustrating it is to just be like, this person's not right. This person's not right. This person's not right. Eventually you kind of just want to go, can I just like put myself aside? Like what's really good for me so I can be in what I want to find for a few seconds, like just to yeah, pretend yeah. that this is okay. I totally get that. Cause yeah. everyone does that with jobs, with, with everything in life, you kind of yeah. suppress your own needs so that you can kind of stick to the status quo. Yeah. And it's like, that's ex- exhausting. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I, I get that. And I think like too, it's kind of almost harder for women generally because it's like, okay, now you have like oh, a biological yeah. clock on top of it too. You know, if you want to have kids, like get to it, you know, like people are kind of pressuring you all the time. And it's like, okay, well, you know, how long do I have if I'm, you know, 25, 30, not only kids, but your societal value or your yeah. beauty, your standard, yeah. all those, oh gosh, all that yeah. stuff that you're yeah. trying to keep up. And it's like, yeah. it's just, it's so much pressure to put on anyone. So I, yeah, totally sympathize with that. Yeah. And I think one of the hard parts is like, especially with, you know, knowing that or, or feeling that there's a clock ticking is how social media ties into all of it and seeing happy couples and seeing people doing like hashtag relationship goals and hashtag like couples talk and things like that. And it's like, well, okay, that's the type of relationship that I want, I think, because that's what I'm seeing. And that's what looks good. And that's what looks like a happy couple. So I need to find that. And I need Mm -hmm. to find someone who's going to do those things with me. And if the person I'm going on a date with, or the 10 people I'm going on dates with this month, don't really fit into that, then they're not right. And I have to keep looking for that person that's going to be my like hashtag, you know, like whatever. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious from your guys' perspective, because at the end of the day, you are like a couple on social media and that is part of what you do. Like, what are your thoughts on the content that people are putting out there and and how it's impacting people and, and kind of the whole like expectations versus reality of, um, being in a relationship or a marriage or any type of partnership. Yeah, totally. I don't want to disrupt the flow of this conversation, but we've got a pro podcast host because that was the best segue ever. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, That was awesome. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, please disrupt for compliments anytime. I'm terrible at taking them, but I do love to hear them. I knew exactly where you were going. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, how's she doing this? So (laughs) to answer answer your question, I think that we were really cognizant of this when we started. um, Yeah not just posting on TikTok, because when you start posting as a content creator, like you're kind of just like trying to get your foot in the door. But when we started to get an audience and we realized that we were contributing to this kind of yeah. society narrative, couples, TikTok, you know, all that stuff, we, we were cognizant of that. And although you should not take every single thing we post as like the most serious thing in the world, I mean, there's, we're, we have a sense of humor, we throw sarcasm into things. We, we do know that a lot of our stuff can be taken very seriously by 
not only people our age that are single or in a relationship and comparing themselves, but young people who are looking at, at, at I mean, <laughs> this is uncommon, I think, uh, but as a young boy, I wanted a relationship so bad. And if I had TikTok at my disposal, I probably would have been looking at relationships online and been like, I want this. I want exactly what I see here. And so we were cognizant of that when we started. And so we try to be as, um, as transparent while also entertaining. We, it's, it's a balance um, because we do know what people want to see, but we do also don't want to completely give up to that and show this completely unrealistic um, standard of a relationship. So are we recording our fights and posting that on to, on TikTok? No, that's ridiculous. But are we going to deny and say, Oh, we never fight. Like that's one of our least favorite things when couples are like, Oh no, we never fight. It's like, that's just not true. I mean, Mm -hmm. or you're not talking. I mean, or you're not talking and you're neglecting (laughs) your needs, but, and fight is a strong word too. Yeah. Um, You know, not like, you don't have to be screaming at each other, you know, like yeah. it's like, right. it can, it's, you know, I think people assume fight is like the most toxic, you know, which maybe we need a new word for it, like, yeah. you know, disagreement or something, but it's like, as humans, you're going to yeah. disagree. I think the distinction is, is that the positivity, the the standard of positivity that we try to show in our, in our content is purely based on love and service to one another, rather than an unrealistic happiness standard that we are having all the time. So you don't watch our videos and see, oh my gosh, I love you so much. And like, you know, you see me doing an act of service for Maya, or you see Maya trying to surprise me with a little thing that she found, a, a dress that she wore in high school that she's putting on again and showing me. Like you see us doing things that that you, a young person can see and go, oh, I want someone who does things like this for me. Or I want to do things like this for someone else rather than I want to be happy 100% of the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. (laughs) I was just gonna say one, yeah, like the accounts and the couples that show like, oh, everything's amazing. Like we are just living this perfect, incredible, wonderful life. It's like, that's not reality at all. There's no way. But what you guys show off, and this is one of the reasons I love your content is you show off what goes on behind the scenes and that you actually have to put in work in order to make a life together work in order to make a marriage work. And I think that's really the difference. And I mean, I even know like you guys posted a video recently about like going to your own therapy sessions and then like coming together and talking about it. And I guess it was in a fun, like lighthearted comedic way, but it was like, all right, like we do things together. We do things individually. We do things that are going to improve ourselves as individuals that will also help our relationship. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think that's like kind of the thing that's not on social media much, you know, is like, it's kind of, it seems like, oh, it's so simple, you know, like you just are in a relationship and you're happy or you're not. And it's like, no, you kind of have to always be putting in work, which sounds exhausting, you know, but even just to you as a person, you know, to your friends, to your family, to like all this stuff, like, you can not go to therapy, not, you know, go through your feelings at all, not do anything, not, you know, better yourself in any way, but like, then it doesn't benefit you or anyone around you, you know, like, it's just like, there's so much you have to work through as a human, I feel like to relate to other people and be able to be there for other people in a good way. And I feel like that's something that we found in our twenties, probably, you know, like, I think before that we were, we were kind of just, you know, yeah going at life raw like it was kind of (laughs) yeah well both of us have always been overthinkers um you could probably tell by how much we've just blabbed on and on in this podcast episode so far we have a lot i mean i'm right there with you (laughs) we have a lot of thoughts a lot of opinions we've liked we like to think that we've honed in on them as we've gotten a little bit older but you know we've always been very conscious of what's going on in here and what we're doing about it um and so because of that we've always been very I've always been a try hard my whole life. I got made fun of in school for being someone who tries really hard. And my is a great thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it uh, crazy that people get made fun of for that? Yeah. It always, that's like, people get made fun of for trying hard, for being smart, for being talented. Like, what? And yeah. especially, I kind of think that's the one thing where the sexism comes, you know, for the guys. is like, for guys, it's so much cooler to be like, no, don't try at all. But it's like, yeah, why, guys, why would you do yeah. that? Like, it's why would you co- it's not cooler try? for girls to try in, yeah. in this age, I think. For in guys, age, the yeah. cool dude is still like, oh, dude, you're trying. Yeah, um, it's so embarrassing. But... Um, you know, because that, because we're both triers and because we're both conscious, we recognize that, um, that there are other personality types that are not as 
go, 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 yeah. opinion, thought, think like they're, they're a little more easygoing, yeah. free spirited. But I still think it's important to harness, 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 harness. <laughs> to harness <laughs> this it. kind of practice of being conscious with what's going on yeah. inside of what you, you're saying and working what you're on yourself, still be easygoing. It's probably a lot more uh, relaxing than the life we lead, Probably, uh, but you know, being <laughs> conscious and trying to improve yourself. Um, is, is important for every personality type because if you get into a relationship and you're lazy about what's going on in here, yeah. it's just not going to work. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. 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 I definitely uh, am aligned with that because also if you're not, then you're not taking, you're not figuring out what you need. Yeah. And if you don't know what you need for yourself and for your partnership, then what's the point of Oh my God. being in one and then yeah. your needs aren't going to be met. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't know your that's, needs. Yeah. That's like a huge thing because I feel like for me, I've, I've always been very like aware of like what I need, what I want kind of to you. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like from like, which is weird, you know, looking back, I'm kind of like, how did I, I don't know how I knew to do that at 15. Like it was kind of weird, but so basically I feel like I was always good about that. What I wasn't good at was labeling what I was feeling, like my emotions and things like that. So if we would get in a fight, I would just like cry. And he would be like, what's going, like, what's happening? Like, talk to you. And I would be like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on at all. Like, I'm just, it's an overwhelming cloud of emotion, you know? But like through going to therapy and stuff, you figure out like, oh, okay. I know how to articulate my feelings to you. You understand them better. You tell me what you're feeling. And it just makes it so much easier to communicate. Totally. And I imagine that learning those skills and learning those things about yourself was really helpful in your relationship, specifically because you guys have been together for such transitionary points of your lives. So I'm really curious, you know, how you navigated that and how you were able to change independently and together, because that is so hard. And that's one of the reasons why, like, there are so few, you know, like high school sweethearts that actually make it or people who meet their freshman year of college who end up together. You know, like, I think I have one friend at this point who's dating somebody from college. They're engaged now. Um, but they started dating their senior year. Everyone else who like we we were sure was going to end up together, it broke up. And, you know, we change so much, mm-hmm. especially in our teenage years, especially in our early 20s. So I would love to hear from each of you, you know, how you were able to change and, and continue being together and supporting each other. Yeah. I just got chills while you said that because it's actually, as we were celebrating our one-year anniversary um, a month ago, just about... Um, we watched our wedding video and it had our, our vows and it, we wrote our own vows as I, I made her, uh, you, no, no, I you wanted, wanted to, to. I you wanted to, to. But, but I was like, scared cause I'm I knew I'd the, cry. I'm more of the public speaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and so you I know, did cry through the whole thing. We did, but it was good. Um, but in, in, I don't know how anyone wouldn't, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. In, in my vows, the theme of it was growth, um, and how a true, a, any relationship that starts that early has to be ex- okay with growth and some change. Um, and as long as that change is centered around growth and growing upward and not downward, um, that, that it's, it's good. And so for me, I had to be comfortable and she, not just me for both of us, we had to be okay with the idea that the other person was going to grow independently and not just us growing together in the same direction all the time. So I, I use the analogy of two vines growing and then they grow like they start to grow like this and not freaking out because of the turbulence but being okay that the, that that will grow like this for a little bit maybe we'll come back over here and then we'll grow like that and we'll be intertwined for some period of time because we're so in line with what we're thinking and what we're doing and then being okay because sometimes the other person has to grow independently and that was something that we had to learn through various trials in life tragedies that came up just happenstance and living and being 19 year olds or whatever it was. Um, But yeah, being okay with the turbulence um, and knowing that it's not the end of the world. That was the key because you have, we're people, we're 15 year olds. What are you talking about? How are we going to be adults one day and just still be 15 year old Hunter and Maya? It's impossible. Yeah. I like, I'm teary from the vine <laughs> reference and all of that. That's so it's bringing it back. Amazing work. Amazing work. Poetry. He has wrote me a few poems. So, you know, he's, he's not oh. unexperienced. Don't tell them about the poems. I can't <laughs> even get Jake to write me a good birthday card that does, says more than happy birthday. He's like, words aren't my thing. I'm like, all right. I, I'm a little bit. Like, like, yeah, I think I'm a little more like that. But 
Yeah, I think I think it's so interesting because I think one thing too that we did that was I, I think helpful for us overall was when we first got together, we both felt so strongly like this feels right. This feels like, you know, something we've been missing. This feels like it could go forever. And I think we both were very careful, mm-hmm. maybe because of outward appearance more to start. We totally. did not want to seem naive. You know, we didn't want to be like, we're going to get married. We, you know, we'd heard every story. We'd heard every, we were like, we don't want to be that, you know, like we don't want people to like look down on us. So we always kind of had like the mantra of like, this is someone I would love to marry right now. You know, like if, if they're, if we are both as we are, you know, and things work out, that would be amazing. It's the kind of person I would love to marry, but we wouldn't, you know, we, we never told ourselves like, we have to get married. We have to stay together. We have to do this. So we were never forcing it. It was always like a dream kind of thing where it was like, I hope so badly that this works out, but we're not going to force it. And if we don't get married, thank God I had this person in my life at this period of time. Yes. And it was always like kind of just a blessing and like a crazy, like, I don't know how this even, I mean, the ways that we like intertwined in some ways were and like aligned was crazy. So we, you know, always had that. So then I think through college, when it started becoming more apparent, like, oh, wait, we like now we're kind of allowed to really think about this. And, you know, it's been six years, five years, like we can really kind of think about this. And I just remember like a couple moments where we both were like, okay, yeah, like we know, we know now, now we can say we know. And I think through college, another really good thing was we both had our own thing in college, you know, Mm -hmm. high school was different because we'd just gotten together. We were, you know, it was a small school. We were together very often, but in college, you know, you kind of can do your own thing. And we really did kind of have our own friend groups, have separate friend groups, things like that. You know, like I was in a sorority, he was in a fraternity and we kind of like got to do our own thing, which was really fun. Um, and obviously living apart. So I think that was a really good time where we got to like have our own lives while always kind of coming back to each other. And, you know, like, I mean, we, we talk, we text her all the time. Yeah. It was like, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was less of the bubble mentality of the the world's ours and we are just us two against the world. And it was like, no, we go out and have our own things, but then also know because we've seen at least a little bit outside of our bubble that it's like, no, this is the person I want to be with. Yeah, absolutely. What you were saying about like, you know, if we don't end up together, like, thank God we had each other for this chapter of our lives. That reminded me of a DM I just got from a listener who um, I'm going to read it and keep it anonymous, but I would love to get your advice um, on what she should do in this situation. She said, my ex broke up with me 11 weeks ago. We had no contact until the beginning of July. I went to his place to pick up mail. He invited me inside and we took talked for quite a long time. He hugged me goodbye. One week later on my birthday, he texted me, and that day we were both at a festival and met up with each other there. We danced, we talked, we cried, we hugged, everything. But both times we saw each other, I think he made it clear that he wanted me to work on myself and do that on my own without him. He also said, quote, in this chapter, we're not together, but I don't know how the book ends. We haven't talked since that day in mid-July. I still miss him every day, if not every minute. I know I must give him time and space, but how do I make sure that he knows that I'm working on myself and I hope I can be a better person for him if we would get back together? Can I text him now? And then, for example, what would be your advice? I think my advice, which is, you know, it could be bad. I don't know. Like, I think my initial thought is something that is beneficial for her, no matter what. I think she would have to just say, okay, I'm going to work on myself for me. You know, it can't mm-hmm. be for him. I think that is exactly just... what I said to her. Okay, good, good. Exactly I was like, what I, I might be going out on a limb here, but I just think she has to say, okay, you know, if I need to work on myself right now, and I think I do, then I'm going to go on that journey for me. And if he ends up back in my life, that's great. But it just can't be for him because it's then then it's not going to be real, you know, like, I don't know, I just think and it and it could get, you know, dicey there with doing it for someone else. So that's, that's what I would say. I, I would say, echoing all of that, that was my instinctual thought was, first of all, and so hard, you know. First of all, this guy d- sounds like he needs to do some working on himself. As much as she's presented it as like he may have said something to her that yeah. made her think that she need that he she needs, needs to her he something. needs her he needs her to change something or grow, yeah. mm-hmm. which may be true. Maybe he does need that. Yeah. But a lot of times th- that comes along with a lot of personal growth that that, that person needs, mm-hmm. especially coming from a, from a guy who maybe just kind of could be using that as an excuse. Um, but I, I was going to say, she can only grow 
for herself and she cannot control whether or not this person eventually comes back to perceive yeah. that that growth has taken place. So um, yeah. it sounds like they continue to connect and that he is trying to figure out what he wants because yeah. he can't decide, okay, does this festival meet up or this at the house talking and crying and hugging? Yeah. Obviously there's something there, but if he doesn't know is something's there, on, like, yeah, we could write a whole yeah. hypothetical, we, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but he doesn't know either. Um, and so she may be taking a lot of personal responsibility in this to think, and that's so the trope of the girl trying to figure out what can I possibly do to make this right? And then meanwhile, the guy, I don't know this guy, this guy could be totally great. Um, but the guy is putting as much thought and intentionality into what's going to make this relationship work. What am I doing that can help this? Um, so I think she just has to be self. Yeah. If she wants to go on the growth journey. Yeah. And I think she can do it. And I, that will never be a bad thing, you know, as long as it's for her. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, complete emphasis on what we all agreed on, which is like, you have to change and, and grow for yourself. You cannot do it for someone else. And, and you can't ask someone else to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's because, yeah, I can't, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes and I just feel like you would have, you probably wouldn't have ever told me like, you need to, <laughs> I don't know. Like it just, it does well, feel very no. like- like you need to change kind of, I don't know. Like well, let's, let's put it this way. So there are moments when, I, you know, as, as much positivity as we, as we have talked about in our relationship, there is an iron sharpening iron. There is a, totally. there is a accountability that only we have because of the trust and, and, and layers of, of time that we've built. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to suggest to somebody that doesn't trust that other person with their life really yeah. to, to not get really defensive when someone calls them out for something and says, I mean, you could, you're, you could have your best friend in the world say you're doing something wrong. And your first reaction is hurt and like defensive. What do you to say that? And that happens here too. Like yeah. you can't yeah. stop that from happening. And I think knowing that like, we're not going to leave is like a really big part of that. You know, I think the breakup with that is hard because it's like, for me, if he says, you know, I, th I think maybe like you're struggling, like, I don't know if, or if I were to say you're struggling with this, I know it sounds like it's hard to come <laughs> up with a concrete but example, like, but like, know, like you're, you tend, you, yeah. I've noticed as your partner day to day yeah. that you have been handling this stress with uh, acting out this about, way. Yeah. You should probably mm -hmm. work on that by doing this, this, and this, or you should yeah. probably figure out what is good for you. You know, that's something that is a partner's job, I think. Yeah. Um, but, but if it, it's like, oh, they're going to leave me if I don't do this, then I see how that could create a lot of stress yeah. in the relationship. So yeah, there has, yeah, I think there has to be a trust there to do that. Absolutely. Especially, I think the hardest thing is once somebody has, you know, asked for a break or once there has been a breakup at that point. And I think this is one of the reasons why things like breaks don't end up working. Like maybe you try getting back together after that, but it ends up not panning out is because somebody is so afraid yeah. all the time it, that yeah. what they say or what they do, like you, you have to walk on eggshells. You can't really express what's going on in your head because you have that fear that they could leave again. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually so interesting that you bring that up because when we were in high school and we started dating and everything and, you know, every now and then family members would be like, you guys have to take a break. Like you have to take a break before you get married. And we would always be like, I don't think so. Like, I feel like if, if we're going to take a break, we'd just break up, you know? And like, and then if we, I mean, cause I, I think you can break up and say like, if we find our way back to each other, then we know it's meant to be. I think that's fair, mm -hmm. but it's so complicated when you say, okay, we're going to take a break. And then, you know, generally statistically, the guy goes off and, you know, is with a bunch of people. He just wants to be with a bunch of people. You know, yeah. I think it's like, it's really that is a huge break in trust, I think, especially if it's not mutual. If it's a mutual break, then there's more there to kind of work with. But when you break up with someone, there's always going to be that like pain after that, I think. And like you said, fear, like, oh, is this going to happen again? And mm -hmm. I think, you know, as we got married and got everything, like, we're so glad we never took a break. Like, yeah. and we never even really thought about taking a break. But yeah, taking a break has one of two realities behind it. One you want to see other people and you want to, you want to put it, put it nicely. And it's like having a cake. You want to, you want to try, you want to try some other flavors before you so commit, the wild oats. before you commit to the vanilla or whatever you want to call it, which is so bad. <laughs> but, um, but call it what it is. I mean, say yeah. I'm not willing to commit to you right now. Yeah, be honest. Um, like, I think that can get you further than. Or, or two, you really, you have you a genuine to desire to, to make sure that 
you want to experience, you want to like go and make sure that this person you're with, because for like, take for us, for example, met at 15, how in the world would we know what else is out in the world? Yeah. Right. Um, but we just, we just did. And yeah. we just decided, and no, actually I take that back. It, it we didn't, overthinking, I think. we didn't, <laughs> and we were okay with that. We didn't, and we decided to commit anyway, because commitment is a choice and it doesn't yeah. stop being a choice 20 years into your marriage. Yeah. Was there ever a point that you guys have questioned like, Oh, like, did I miss out on dating or did I miss out on just like, you know, being single in my college years, stuff like that? I think it's, I feel like everyone's going to, we get this comment so much where they're like, Hunter blinked twice if you, you know, so <laughs> yeah, I'm trying no, to let that's... him speak. Like... Well, so, okay. So there are like, there are definitely times when in college and people are going out and drinking and doing yeah. stuff where you miss out on like a social opportunity. Yeah. Or, right. or they assume you're a... like, you're married, you can't come. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, like, like there are certain sacrifices that I made in college, but yeah. that wasn't because I wanted to go out and experience other women or other things. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my responsibility lies with this. So I'm going to avoid putting myself in a, in a, in a difficult situation. Yeah. And it's like that kind of stuff I can reflect on and be like, oh, those were sacrifices. But it was yeah. never a, it was never like, oh man, I missed out on my golden years. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's like, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, I never have felt like, oh man, I wish I dated more guys. Like, but, and I think too, you know, my, I remember my mom saying to me when I was younger, like, how are you going to know, like, what kind of guys you like and all this stuff. And it's like, I think being friends with guys is like a huge thing, you know, being friends with different guys and girls. We had, we've had a bunch of different friend groups since we were 15. And, you know, I always was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I've got some great guy friends, but like, I would never want to be with anyone more than Hunter. Like I've never met a guy that I have clicked with and been such good friends with and just had such a great relationship with. And so I, like, I'm sure that made me sure too. And I think, yeah, it's the same thing where like, you know, now, you know, I have a lot of friends in LA that are, you know, off they get to go all hang out all the time and do all this stuff and you know we're kind of off in orange county you know doing our own thing and i wouldn't trade that for anything but there is you know kind of a like oh well i could have lived this life where i could have been with my friends more so it's you know it's sacrifices but it's not it's never worth being like i wish i didn't get married or i wish i you know waited longer or something and and not to keep going on this one thing but people who are older that will comment on our videos and kind of suggest that it's like, oh, well, when you're 30 or 40, you're going to look yeah. back like we're only 24 right now. So it's like when you're 30, 40, you're going to look back and go, oh, you missed out. And it's like, I think that you're kind of reflecting kind of some personal yeah. feelings onto yeah. us. You know, you maybe you may be right that we'll look back on certain experiences and be yeah. like, oh, you know, we sacrifice these things. But our outlook on life isn't that way. And I think yeah. that a lot of people that do that are are reflecting the way that they feel about their circumstances onto us. Yeah. And of course, nobody can have every experience in the world. And you two had your experience that was amazing and is incredible and brought you to where you are today. So it's like, yeah, like you wouldn't trade it because it's yours. Yeah. Yeah, A thousand percent. And I think it's like, it's not invalid for someone else to have a great experience being single in their twenties. Like, I think that's amazing too. And it's like, just because it doesn't work for me or does work for you. Like, no one's wrong in the way they're doing it as long as they're happy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So a few questions to wrap this up. Um, I have to ask, Hunter, are you going to continue to be a stay-at-home husband after law school? I'm sure uh, everyone is dying to know. Yeah. I'm sure they are. So so here's the thing. Yes and no. Um, will I embody the – or sorry, I'll start with the, with the, the, the no. Will I, will I have no job? Uh, when I finished with my three year working my butt off law degree, yeah. uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be an attorney. I'm going to, I'm going to, which get I want to comment real quick. Being a stay at home, anything is a job. Like as long as you're yes. taking care of the home, like that's a job. Like I want to, I always want to tell people that like yeah. he's going from one job to another. And also he films a lot of TikToks, you know, like we, we do a job. lot of, like, you have like a full-time job doing that. No, yeah, I saw, so- I saw a TikTok the other day about this woman saying like being, it was either like being like being a stay-at-home mom is a job because if I wasn't doing it, I'd have to pay somebody else to do this. Yeah. Exactly. That's, and yeah. and also with that too, stay-at-home parenting, being stay-at-home, totally. it, it's a Game distinction. Changer. And a yeah. lot of people like to let us know that. But we recognize <laughs> that being a stay-at-home mom and dad is entirely different yeah. and yeah. more of a yeah. job. <laughs> but yeah. will I will I not just not have a job for the sake of not having a job? No. I'm going to put my education to, to work. 
However, will I continue to believe and embody the message that we've portrayed to you on the show and on our, on our account that is that 100% towards the goal of our relationship, putting in the work because not because it's my role to or her role to, but because I want to help achieve that joint goal. Absolutely. I will do that till the day that I die. And, and as long as we have this marriage together. So um, will I be a stay at home husband forever in that regard? Yes, I will. I love that. And you'll always clean. I'm and sure. I'll always probably be the And I'll, I'll clean too. One. Like that's the other thing is like, I still clean every now and then. She now, did the laundry the other day and I was like, babe, wow. you gotta just let me do this. I know, I know. <laughs> no, that's the funny thing. I always have to kind of like check myself because I'm like, like weaponized incompetence. Is that me? Like, because like <laughs> I have to really get that into check, I guess, because apparently I don't do the laundry good. <laughs> My one of my best friends, actually my old roommate, um, she has a housekeeper come weekly and um, there is no lawn like washer dryer in her apartment. Um, and she got a new apartment and there is a washer dryer in one. She's like, oh, no, do I have to learn to do laundry now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Like it wouldn't hurt to know how yeah, so, no, like, when you want no, to. That's the funny thing is like, I'm, cause I'm very just like simplistic in my cleaning. I think like, I'm just kind of like, okay, let's get it done efficient. And he's like, no, you have to do it like this. Like mm -hmm. this is the good way to do it. I mean, Hunter, anytime you're in New York, I have a place for you to come clean. <laughs> Will do. No problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Um, who, I know you guys mentioned like the relationships that you were exposed to and saw growing up. So I'm curious, what relationships do you look up to? Mm. Um, one of them, uh, like Maya prefaced earlier, we had a lot of um, poor examples, um, you know, my biological parents didn't get married. Maya's parents are divorced. Both of my grandparents are divorced. Um, so the bad examples can be used as good examples, like Maya said earlier. But Maya's grandparents, my mom and my stepdad, um, we have good examples. We have people who show sacrificial, abundant love for one another. And so, so just being able to accept that both good and bad examples exist in life, and just because one's more prevalent than the other doesn't mean... Um, that you can't um, pick and choose the, the lessons to learn from those. Absolutely. I love that so much. Uh, I'm like so sad that this is ending. You guys are incredible. Thank like, you for really, having Truly, truly incredible. This has been the fastest 50 minutes of my life Seriously. too. It's crazy. Ever, ever. All right. Before I let you go, um, last question is, what is the best piece of relationship advice that you've ever received? Yeah. So this is a good one. Um, Back to our anniversary celebration, uh, we were at dinner on one of the last nights of our week-long trip. We went back to the venue that we got married. We were sitting there at this Italian restaurant on a patio, just enjoying our time. Um, we had our dog with us on the patio, and all of a sudden, this old older couple comes and sits next to us. Um, and they, they're love. They, our dog is a big icebreaker. Yeah. Everyone loves yeah. our dog Hennessy. It's very popular. He's very popular. He looks people directly <laughs> in the eyes until they like acknowledge until they him. Pet him yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they, you know, uh, green flag number one is that they loved our dog. Yeah. Um, and then they, they looked over at us and they started talking to us and they asked us about, you know, us. And we said we were celebrating our one year anniversary and they said that they had just recently celebrated. Was it like, I think it was like 60, 60 years, years together. Like, oh and my God. they said to they us, were high school sweethearts too. And so they were high that school, was yeah. like the coolest thing. I just got the chills. It How special. As we were sitting there, we were both just like, this is not happening. We start, like, we, yeah. we started crying and as we, they started to, I mean, we, had, we kept our composure to them, but then we turned <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> um, because they, they just said that the biggest, the biggest key is to have fun together and to be buddies and yeah. to be best friends. And you could tell as he was saying it, that yeah. he was kind of like me. He's like very outward expressive with his feelings. <laughs> and the wife was kind of just like laughing. Like she was kind of like, you could just tell that they had no, they knew their dynamic. They knew what the other person was, who yeah. the other person was, and they loved them for it. And they, and they were just best friends. And so I think that can I reflect on all the relationship advice that I've yeah, ever gotten? It's hard. It's hard. So much. Yeah. But that was a recent one that really stuck with us. Be yeah. best friends because. And the coolest thing was, I feel like there's so many, especially on social media, like TikTok, especially like there's a lot of like humor about like, I hate my spouse, you know, <laughs> like, and it's like, I don't know why that's like a funny joke. You know, it's kind of sad and depressing. So <laughs> whenever you see couples that are just like happy, like they both were kind of like, 
it's just been really good. Like, you know, they were kind of saying like, there's been, you know, hard times, but like overall, it's been a really good 60 years, which is like, I, I mean, it's sad that that's such a like huge thing, but like, it was so amazing to see. And it was just apparent and it was the sweetest thing ever. And we yeah. both cried into our pasta after. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I Black love that so much. Yeah. And yeah. I just wonder how you're going to top that next anniversary and everyone after. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <Possible>. <laughs> you, should, you should celebrate with them every year. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll call them up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys so, so much for being here. This has been so incredible. Where can everybody find you? Awesome. Yes. So you can find us on uh, TikTok at maya.and.hunter. And then on Instagram, uh, it's no dots. So it's just Maya and Hunter. Yeah. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. We post our is shorts. Maya and Hunter? Maya and Hunter there. Yeah. Uh, Pinterest now too. You want to follow us yeah. on Pinterest? Ooh. Go for it. Um, but yeah, so TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. all those places. Um, yeah, it was so much fun being and talking with you. Thank you yeah, so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you guys. And to everyone who listened, don't forget to follow Maya and Hunter everywhere. I promise you will not regret it. I'll also post and link everything in the show notes and on Instagram. If you loved this episode, which I know you did, because how could you not? Send it to a friend who would love to hear it. Post it on your Instagram story. Send it to the whole group chat. Send it to your parents. I think they would like it too, to everyone. And don't forget to stay tuned for next week's episode of Seeing Other People.